Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. I'm going to jump back into that, amen. Of course, we had our guest speakers uh, last week, amen, with Pastor Hector and Rosie, amen. And so, uh, but I'm jumping back to a series, amen, uh, entitled What Drives Us. What drives us? A series of who we are as Praise Chapel. Our vision is win, build, serve, send. Amen. Our our motto is real faith, real change. Amen. So win, build, serve, send, real faith, real change. You got it? Amen. Praise the Lord. But we need to be reminded of who we are. And so I, I want to hit on the drivers of our fellowship, our drivers of Praise Chapel. Every, every fellowship has a vision. Every fellowship has a, a vision that God has given them for that church. Amen. Of course, the movie that's out right now is the, the vision of Calvary Chapel that took off and how that started off. Amen. And so, uh, and we had the same kind of thing happening in our church when we started over 40 something years, almost going to almost 50 years now in our fellowship. Amen. When God brought revival in Las Vegas, uh, in Los Angeles. Amen. In the city of Maywood where, where God was saving the, 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 the gang member. The, 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 the homies on the, on, on the streets of, of LA, amen. And, and there was a revival that broke out, amen. And now we're all over the world, amen. We're in, uh, we're over 4,000 churches all around the world. And, and, uh, they were in over 40 nations now. And so God has just moving and used our, our fellowship through our pastors, amen. Uh, Pastor Mike and Donna Neville, amen. Uh, so come on. It's been a great, great ride, a great journey. But but we're reminded why we're here. And so we were sent out of the Huntington Park Church, amen, to start a work here in Las Vegas, amen, over 22 years ago. And so we're here, amen, and we continue of the winning, the building, the serving, and the sending, amen. We've got missionaries, like I said, that we support, so we believe in the sending part as well, amen. And so I believe it's an important part to know, an important part of our crossover process, Amen. We need to know who we are going to be on the other side of the Jordan. Can somebody say amen? And what we need to do, amen. And so so if we can do that, amen, then we know who we are, then we'll know what we need to do. Amen. So the first driver I hit on a couple of weeks was what? Anybody remember? The first driver. That God is looking for someone. Remember? Come on. God isn't searching for somebody. He's in a search. He's looking for a person that will stand in the gap, a person that, that will fill in, just like, like, just like what you see. How many know it starts with somebody? Come on. It's the one matters. Amen. And so you, some of you guys are one of the people that are going to go out. People, God's going to use you. And so God is looking for that someone. God is seeking for that somebody. Amen. And another driver of Praise Chapel is that we say I. We are Pentecostal. Come on, that's who we are. We're Pentecostal, amen, hallelujah. And so that is another driver of us. And so this driver is going to be a two-part. 
So this part of being Pentecostal is going to be a two-part series uh, on this series, what drives us, amen. And so let's get ready to understand what that means to you and I, amen. Praise the Lord. And so let's, let's bow our heads right there and let's pray. Amen. We're going to ask God to meet us here as he's already here. Amen. Father, thank you so much for what you have done, Father God, as we came here. Father, we thank you for the guests that are here with us today. Father, we pray that you would bless them, Father God, and bless the word over them, Father God, as you would continue to fill their needs, Father God. And so I pray, Lord, that open up our hearts and open up our minds, Father. I pray for those that have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord will say to them, Father. And I pray, Father, that we will leave this place renewed, Father God. And Lord, that you would bring signs, wonders, miracles, Father, things that you already have done so far in our service, Father God. But Lord, we pray for salvation. And so we pray, Father, for prodigals. We pray for lost souls, Father, not only here in this building, but those watching, Father God, on Facebook, on YouTube, Father, that you would reach out the one out there, Father. Father, because the one matters, Father. And so we pray right now, Holy Spirit, have your way as you're already doing what you're doing right now, but move upon our hearts, Lord, and let the word that is spoken fall on good soil, Lord, that it would bring increase, Father God, of 30, 60, 100-fold in their life, Father God. And we ask this in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. And everyone says, amen. Come on, give the Lord one more praise, amen, hallelujah. God bless you guys. I want you to turn to the book of Acts, chapter 2. Book of Acts, chapter 2. Amen. I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 4. Amen. And it says this. Amen. I'm reading out the NIV. And it's on the Bible app. It's on the screen here. Amen. Or you can grab it off your tablet or our Bible there. Amen. But it says this. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together. Somebody say together. In one place, and suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came, or like a mighty rushing wind from heaven, and it filled the whole house that they were sitting. They saw what seems to be tongues of fire that separated and came and rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues or other languages as the Spirit enabled them. We need a Pentecostal movement in the church today. Something that you're seeing right now that is moving, amen, that is the power of God. Something's starting to fall as I'm speaking, amen. Something is starting to move upon this earth, amen. Not only what we see on TV and these colleges, but God is moving on the earth today. Uh, come on, he's moving uh, where our missionaries are at. He's moving across America, amen. And God's about to do something special, because we need a Pentecostal movement in the church today. The Spirit of God has been moving in our house. Come on, there is a movement every time we gather, amen. And we come hungry. Anybody hungry? Come on, if you come thirsty, anyone thirsty? If you come to that kind of place in your spirit, you will find the Spirit of God. Because it will move and see where the Spirit is, there is freedom, there is liberty. But we have to invite them in. So if we come in closed-minded, let me tell you, you won't leave with nothing. But if you come open and say, God, come on, somebody say, God, give it to me. 
If we come with that type of attitude, then the Spirit of God you're inviting because the Holy Spirit doesn't push his way in. He's a gentleman, and he won't come in where he's not invited. But if you invite him and you open up your heart and say, God, I want a movement. I need a spirit. I need a touch in my life, God. I need you to fill me with some power. I had some weak days or I had a bad day yesterday. Whatever it is, if you allow the Holy Spirit to come in, then he will come in and he will strengthen you. And there's a movement that's being loose in the world today, church, that we need to understand, amen. The wind, come on, has been flowing. The wind has been blowing. The wind has been filling this house. Can somebody say hallelujah? Come on, it's blowing. Can you feel the wind? You see, wind in the Greek means spirit. The spirit of God that filled that upper room that they were in, Come on, fill that room and put them on fire. We need the fire of the Holy Spirit to fall upon us once again. Come on, somebody say fire. Come on, we need some fire. How many need some fire in this place? See, fire does things to us. So we need the fire of God, amen. When that spirit and that wind blew, it blew in the Holy Spirit and filled that upper room, amen, and it put them on fire. Pastor Rosie mentioned that it smelled like water. Remember last week? She was smelling water. Amen. Sister Miranda shared with me what the Lord showed her that, you know, when we were here, branches, right? Then you say that branches were falling off of us. Amen. Because he was talking about pruning. Amen. And branches fall off when you prune. Amen. But branches are also needed for fire. Listen. These two things go together, talking about the water and talking about the branches, church. In the Old Testament, the altar had to be soaked before the fire fell. Yeah, you got to grab a hold of that. The, the, the altars had to be soaked, talking about the water, talking about the branches in order the, for the fire See, the, the branches are the sacrifice, are the things that are burning off of us. How I many know that we need to burn some stuff off of us? And so these, this, this stuff, amen, comes off of us, but God burns them. So he burns away your past, and he burns away those struggles, and he burns away, Father, the rebellion and all the stuff, amen, and he burns them. But the, water, the, the altars have to be soaked, so the water has to come first. And that's a different message in itself, amen. But these two go together, church. And so we need to understand what Pentecost is. See, Pentecost is a celebration of the harvest. For Israel, it was one of the great uh, harvests of grain, amen. And it was one of the three major annual festivals for Israel. So many, many people came out during harvest time. Many people came out during these festivals, amen, and came in. And this was held for 50 days after the Passover. Come on, we're going to be celebrating that next month, amen, on the Passover and the, and the crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ, amen. Now, Jesus was crucified on Passover. But he rose. Somebody say he rose. Come on, on that third day he rose and he ascended back to the Father 40 days after the resurrection. 
Ten days after he went back, the Holy Spirit came on the 50th day. The day of Pentecost. Harvest time. Tell your neighbor, harvest is coming. Come on, how many are you looking for a harvest? Come on, I mean, I'm even praying for a harvest. Come on, God is about to bless us, amen. There's a harvest coming, amen. The church was birthed at Pentecost. The church that you and I belong to, amen, we're part of that church, amen. We're part of that movement, amen, part of the movement of God, amen. We were birthed from that church. That's where our, our, the, where it originated from, church, is from the day of Pentecost. For the church, Pentecost is the great harvest of the Spirit. I can tell you, church, the wind is blowing. Come on, how many feel the wind? Come on, it is blowing, it is blowing, and is filling God's house, not only here at PCLV, but it's blowing across this nation, it's blowing across this world, amen. The wind is coming in, but it only comes in where it's invited. We say I, we need to invite the Holy Spirit in. Come on, he is not pushed out of this service, amen, but he is surely welcome in this house, amen. This is his house, amen, and we're here to be filled with his spirit. Come on, listen, because of Pentecost, we can reap a harvest. A harvest of power, church, to be a witness. Come on, if you want to come out next Saturday, amen, and part of this outreach, we need some people that are spirit-filled, hallelujah. People that will go out there and not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. People that will not be ashamed or intimidated to tell somebody that Jesus loves them. Come on, we need to be bold in these days. It's not time to shut up, it's time to shout. Come on, it's time to speak, amen. Come on, because people are dying and people are going to hell. But we have the message. We have the gospel of salvation. We have the message that breaks bondages. We have the message, amen, through Jesus Christ, amen, that can set the captive free and open the eyes of the blind. Come on, somebody say amen. An ability, church, to be renewed and transformed. Come on, somebody say, oh, yeah. And to live a life in his presence. Isn't that awesome? Not only we get saved, but then he invites us into his presence. That we feel the power of God. We feel the Father. We feel the Spirit of God in our lives. Can somebody say yes? That's what Pentecost did for us. And because of Pentecost, his power is available to those who believe. Got any believers in the house? Come on. That power is available to you. If you believe, then you can get filled. He can empower you, church. Somebody say, I got the power. <laughs> PCLV is Pentecostal. We are Pentecostal. Come on, we're not timid. We're not shy. We allow the spirit to move and do what he wants to do in this house. Because it's his house. It's not our house. It's not PCLV's house, amen. Though it's our name of our fellowship, and I'm proud to be part of this great fellowship, but this is God's house. 
This is where the Spirit lives. This is where He, he, he can move and do whatever He wants to do. Meaning that we identify and we seek after the fullness of the Spirit. Just as they did in the day of Pentecost. Just as they did there in the book of Acts. Come on, they were seeking God. They were seeking His presence. They were seeking His empowerment. Church, listen. I believe that we need a harvest of the Spirit of God in our churches today. We, we need that inside of us. If we are going to be a witness or we're going to be believers of Christ, amen. We cannot afford to stop seeking to be filled with the power. Come on, we, we got to get filled and get overfilled. Hallelujah. Come on, we, we can't just say, well, that's enough. Hallelujah. Come on, we can't just ride on half fullness, amen, or a quarter fullness. Come on, we, we need to be filled every time, amen. We need the power because let me tell you, the days are getting closer, church. And the enemy's just not going to let us have church. Come on, the enemy's out there. He's loose, amen. He knows what he needs to do. He knows that his time is up, amen. So he'll do anything right now to get you off guard. He'll get, do anything right now to distract you. You're wondering why you go through troubles, why you go through problems, why you're fighting all of a sudden, why your kids are acting up. Why? Because revival's coming, church, and the devil knows that, amen. And so he'll do anything that he can to come against you. But you have the power. Come on, somebody say, I got the power. You have the power to stand up against those things and tell the devil, get out. Not today, devil. Get out. You have the power that in the name of Jesus, get out of my house. Let go of my children. Get out of my marriage. Let go of my finances. You have the power, church. We got to understand the power that God has given each of us. As they did back then in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost. Church, this is what drives us. This is one of our drives. Drivers is that we are Pentecostal. Come on, as a church, like I said, we cannot afford to remain the same or revert back. Amen. Let me tell you, if you're spirit-filled, it'll, it'll stop you from going back. Come on, if you're spirit-filled, amen, you won't look back. You won't go back to the bondage that God delivered you from, amen. Come on, if you are spirit-filled, you have the power to get up, amen, even if you fall down and keep going forward, church. Come on, because this is the power that God, that he, if it raised Christ from the dead, it dwells inside of you, amen. And so when you feel dead and dried up, guess what? The power of Christ, amen, lies inside of you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead rises you up you got to believe come on we, we got to believe we can't just say say we can't just clap at it amen you got to stand on it amen so you know what i got the power amen devil get out come on otherwise we're gonna go back that's what happened to the children of israel right come on miracles after miracles God's power after God's power, amen. And there they are, amen, full of power, believing one day and wanting to quit the next. Doesn't it sound like us? <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. Woo! We get out on a Sunday. Come on, morning, amen. Woo, that was a great service. Monday call. Man, I'm getting all kinds of calls from you. Oh, better, better. I quit. That's why I don't answer no calls on Mondays. Because you'll get it soon. There's power, church. 
We got to believe and we got to stand on it. And I know that we all fall. We all fall short of God's glory. There's no one perfect. Not one, the Bible says. Even our righteousness are filthy rags before the Lord. Amen. But when we fall down, amen, then get back up. Because you have the power to do that, church. You got to believe. Forget the cycles. We got to break these cycles. Come on, those people were in cycles, amen, uh, believing and trusting God one moment and then saying, I want to go back to Egypt the next. They're going in their cycles, amen, and there's a lot of Christians today, amen, uh, they're in the desert right now, and they've been stuck in that desert for a long, long time. Why? Because they don't believe. We've got to be believers, church, and know that you have the power through the Holy Spirit. Can somebody say amen? Come on. Church, we need to repent. Bottom line, come on, somebody. Come on, we just need to confess up, amen, if we've been messing up. Come on, say, God, I, I, I got to confess. God, I, I've been going through this. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. God, I need to confess and get right with you. Come on, we got to know, amen, that this is not the norm. Come on, we can't just come to church and keep living, living the way you want to live. Hallelujah. Come on, doing what you want to do. Come on, we need to repent. Come on, church. Christ died so that you will repent and change your life. Not to stay the same. Not just to get saved for the moment, but to deliver you and set you free. Come on, that's the power that I'm talking about. A power that you can come as an alcoholic bound by drugs one moment and deliver the very next. That's the power of God. That's what saved me and broke alcohol for me. One day, one moment, one encounter with God. That I can believe that he can deliver me. That he can deliver you, church. I believe for miracles. I believe that God's still a miracle-working God. I believe that this is not it, amen. I, I, can, I believe that, you know, there's more to our marriages. There's more to our kids. There's more to life than just trying to survive life. But we got some power. Can somebody say amen? Come on. We need to be soaking the altars with tears of repentance, church. Pruning. The water's coming, church. The things that you're going, the things that you're feeling because God's pruning some stuff in you. And when he's cutting things away, it don't feel good. And sometimes when you're getting cut, the flesh rises. Come on, somebody. Oh, it don't feel good. You get a little mad, a little nasty, whatever it is. Amen. But you got to grab a hold of yourself. God's doing something because he wants to fix you. He doesn't want to leave you the same. Come on. He wants to fix you because he knows there's a better you inside of you. Come on. We don't have to listen to the lies of the devil. We don't have to listen to the lies of our families. That's how you are. That's how you'll be. That's how we are. No, no, no. I belong to a higher God. My father is right here. You may be my natural father, but he's my heavenly father. And he made me. Hallelujah. And you can be just like the father. We need to crucify the flesh. Daily. Every day you got to crucify this flesh. Maybe for some of us, every hour, hallelujah, I don't know, whatever works for you, amen. If you got a problem, crucify, crucify, crucify. Remember, we must die in order to live. Remember Philippians 121, for me to live is Christ and to die is 
gain. Come on, Second Chronicles seven fourteen says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive them of their sins and I will heal their land. Amen. This is God. This is God saying, you know what? If you want revival, then turn away from your evil ways. Turn away from your sin. Amen. Humble yourself. Seek my face. Amen. Come on. Turn away from those things and then I'll heal you from heaven and I will come. Amen. And I will forgive you and I will heal you. Come on. We don't have to be ashamed. Amen. To come to God and confess thinking that he's going to punish us. No. He'll forgive you. So come to him. Seek him. We do this by being transformed and, and renewing our minds, amen. Clean out all that society has poured out on us on, through social media or on the job. How many, how many, there's all kinds of dirt out there. Come on, we, we, there's wind blowing right now. There's been wind blowing uh, yesterday, amen. I don't mind the wind, but here in the desert, I don't like the wind. Why? Because dirt flies. Come on, hallelujah, man. I clean my yard and all of a sudden the wind comes. Oh, no, dirt, hallelujah. Leaves, all kinds of stuff just blow in, amen. You know what? We got to understand, church, amen, all kinds of stuff blows our way, amen. The social media, Facebook, and all the stuff that you turn on sometimes that we shouldn't be looking at. We we start to read it, and that junk just fills our minds. And pretty soon we start believing what we read instead of believing his word. Come on, guy, guy, guys, gals. <laughs> Come on, church. We, how many know that we need, we need to change the way we think sometimes? Right? I call it, we need to change our stinking thinking. Come on, we, we get things in there, man. We're, we're, we're around groups, amen. We're around the water cooler, amen, talking, talking smack on our jobs, amen. We should be walking away from those conversations. Yet we're there and have an ear bended over, and we allow this junk to come into our minds instead of stopping it or walking away from it. Come on, somebody. We need to change the way we think. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Church, once we start to separate, then we understand God's will for our lives. Paul here is warning the believer, amen, don't copy the behavior, don't copy the customs of this world. These behaviors or these customs are usually selfish and corrupted. But our refusal to conform to the world's values has to go much deeper than just behavior, church. It has to be firmly planted in our minds, amen, by letting God transform you into the new person that he wants you to be by changing the way we think. Come on, church. He, he didn't just save you to save you. He came to save you and change your mind. We can't think the same. We can't act the same. We can't talk the same. We can't do. We got to be different. We got to change, church. We got to change our stinking thinking. Come on, somebody. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone 
is in Christ. Anybody in Christ here? Come on. It says, it goes on to say that, that he is a new creation. If Christ is truly in you, then you are a new creation in everything, in your thinking, in your speech, and everything that you do, church. Because Romans 8, 9 says, uh, you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, then they don't belong to Christ. Boom. Simple. Hallelujah. Come on. It goes on to say in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that old things pass away and behold, all things become new. New, not old, not the same. New. When Christ is living in you, you've got to be different. It's just part of the evidence that Christ is living inside of you. You are different. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't, I'm not saying that temptation doesn't come my way, but I can say no to that. You know, the flesh wants this, but the flesh shut up. You can tell your flesh shut up. Submit yourself. Come on, callate. Hallelujah. Come on, callate the flesh. Don't close your eyes, poke your eyes, whatever you got to do. Amen. Come on, don't look that way. Don't do that thing. Come on. Come on. We, we, we have to control the flesh. Come on. If you're seeing something, I don't want to see this, then turn it off. Come on, we're like, oh, I don't want to see that scene. And we're like this. You got to turn it off. Come on, you're, it's feeding your flesh. It's opening some things in there. How many know the devil knows what you like? But if we're in Christ, amen, then everything becomes new. We don't think the same. We don't talk the same. We talk different. We talk new. Hallelujah. Come on. The old is gone and the new becomes. Amen. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says, don't remember the formal things. Don't focus on who you were before. Don't focus on your past anymore. It says, you know, or even consider the things of old because I will do a new thing and now it shall spring forth. Amen. God wants to do something new inside of you. Amen. And the Holy Spirit's there to help you. Come on. Don't give into it. Don't think ah, it's hard. It's hard. You keep saying it's hard. It's going to be hard. Why don't you say I got the power. I can do this. Come on. Am I perfect? No. But when I fall, I get back up. I keep fighting. I keep moving. I keep my eye on the prize. Ephesians chapter 4, 24 says, And to put on the new self, created to be like God into righteousness and holiness. What the church needs today is to seek holiness. Come on. Not seek what you want, but seek his holiness. Can somebody say amen? amen. And it's only when the Holy Spirit comes in and renews and re-educates us and redirects our minds, that's when we truly become transformed. And church, we cannot afford to ignore his presence because he is speaking. Why? Because the wind is blowing. It's blowing, church. Come on. And the wind's going to come and mess up your hair, girls. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, you're going to come in like, whew, you're going to come out of a prayer room one time. They're all crazy. What's going on? The wind was blowing. It was just crazy. God was just blowing. Come on, guys. We got to just, we got to get ready. Get ready. We can't 
afford to ignore his presence. Romans chapter 8, 5 to 6 says, And those who are dominated by the sinful nature will think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want life and peace. Peace, amen. How many want death in this place? No, come on. Come on. So we got to let go. Someone tell your neighbor, let go. Come on. Why do you want that, amen? Don't look back, amen. We keep looking back. We got to go forward. There's nothing there. God delivered you from what's back there. Why do we keep looking back? Why do we revert back to our old ways, our old thinking, amen? Why? No, there's nothing there. God delivered you. We go back and we just we're just taking glances like, you know, like, he, what do you miss? What do you miss? Julio that's back there? <laughs> remember Julio? <laughs> you guys remember Julio. Julio's old and broken now. Hallelujah. Come on, we were, we were looking back at past boyfriends or past whatever, amen. There was nothing there for you. That's why you came to church. That's why you want to get your life different because there was, it was just ripping you off. There's nothing back there. Go forward. There's greater things ahead of you than behind you, church. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He is taking you somewhere. You're about to cross over, church. Something about to happen. The walls in your life, the Jerichos of your walls of your life are about to fall. God is going to give you a shout in your spirit. Amen. That will say no to sin and yes to God. But you got to believe. Like Sister Miranda says, you got to trust. Anybody want to trust God? Come on. You got to trust Him. Trust Him that those walls are going to come. I don't care how big they are, how thick they are. Amen. Don't focus on that. Focus on your God because your God's bigger. Bigger than any boogeyman. El cucuy. <laughs> All those things. Amen. He's bigger than that. He's bigger than your. Past fears, church. Let the Spirit lead you. Because He gives you life and He gives you peace. This is the fulfillment that, that John the Baptist talked about. That the Holy Spirit will come and He will baptize us with fire. Come on, Luke chapter 3, 16 says, And John answered them all, I baptize you with water. But the one who's more powerful than I will come, whose straps of, whose sandals I'm unworthy to untie, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Come on. This is a fulfillment of the prophet Joel, amen, who talked about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, uh, something that's evident in the world today that's happening. Uh, Joel 2, 28 and 29 says, and after and afterwards, uh, I will pour out my spirit on all people, uh, all college students, uh, all children, uh, all schools everywhere. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Uh, your old men will dream dreams. Uh, your young men will see visions. Uh, even my servants, both old uh, I'm out. Both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. His spirit is pouring out, amen. He's coming after our little ones. 
Hallelujah. Come on. He's coming after your kids. Uh, that's why he's going into the colleges. Let me tell you, there's going to be an overflow going into high schools uh, and elementary schools uh, and all these schools, middle schools. Uh, it's pouring out church. Amen. Because he's coming after your children. The tongue symbolizes speech and communication of the good news, the gospel church. Fire symbolizes God's purifying presence that burns away the undesirable elements of our lives and to set our hearts on fire. To ignite each other, each other here as a body of believers and to others, the world, the unbeliever. That fire not only just comes on you and ignites each other, but it ignites the unsaved. Come on, when you start to walk in the power of God and you grab a hold of someone's hand and you start to pray for them, they start to feel the power of the Spirit of God that's inside of you. And that's what will cause them to believe. That's what will cause them to ask questions. That will cause them to say, can God save me? Does he love me? Yes, he does, and he can deliver you. Gives you the power, church, and the confidence in the Holy Spirit gives you those words to speak to them that identifies what's in them. Because you don't know who them, but who knows? God knows. And so he drops things in your spirit. When you start to let God use you, then God starts to speak through you. And all of a sudden you start to see the power of God because they say, whoa, how did you know that? Who told you? God told me. Come on, somebody. Come on, on Mount Sinai, God validate, validated his word of the, Holy, uh, of the Old Testament law, and he wrote it in stone with fire. Come on, it was the finger of God writing it, but it was with fire that came from heaven and wrote the Ten Commandments, church. At Pentecost, God validated the Holy Spirit's ministry by sending fire again. Come on, it fell and it rested on each one of them that seemed to be tongues of fire on their head. Amen. The Pentecostal fire, church, this is what drives us. This is who we are. Praise chapel. Come on, somebody. See, at Sinai, amen, uh, the fire fell in one place, but at Pentecost, it fell down on many believers, symbolizing that God's presence is available anywhere, at any time, for anyone. The fire is everywhere, church. The fire is like a forest fire. If it ignites one soul, it can ignite another one and another and another. And it transfers to other states and other nations, and it goes all around the world. That's how powerful Pentecost is, church. That's what Pentecost did for us. His power is available for those who believe. We are Pentecostal. And this drives us. It drives me to do crazy things for God. It, it drives me to come up here and preach the word of God and say, God, you do what you want to do. It drives us amen, to worship him freely. Amen. It, it drives us to minister God's word to somebody. It drives us, church. We need the Pentecostal fire. We need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be witnesses. It empowers us to cross over. Somebody say, cross over. Cross over. 
Come on, it, it empowers us to do what our theme is this year, church. In Acts chapter 1, verse 4, it says, On one occasion, while he, speaking of Jesus, was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. Acts 1, 8 says, But you will receive power, church. Uh, the power that's speaking here is in the Greek means dunamis, amen. Uh, this is where we get the word dynamite, amen. Uh, so he's talking about an explosive power here that you will receive power, power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He can give us power, church, to witness in Las Vegas. Come on, somebody. This is the power that he's speaking about. Amen. Jesus told his disciples, even before this event took place, you know what? I'm going back to the Father. Amen. But I'm going to go prepare a place for you that where I am, you'll be, church. Come on. He says, I won't leave you hanging. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you without a father. I'm not going to leave you without parental guidance. Amen. But I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you a comforter. Counselor, I'm going to send you a teacher. I'm going to send you a friend. Amen. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And it's going to come with power and fire on your life. John chapter 14, 15 through 18 says this. Jesus said to his disciples, if you love me, you will do as I command. Then I will ask the Father to send you the Holy Spirit who will help you and always be with you. The Spirit will show you what is true. Come on. The world, uh, the people of this world cannot accept the Spirit because they don't see or know him. But you know the Spirit because he, uh, he who is in... It, uh, he's with you and he will keep on living in you. He, I won't leave you as orphans, but I'll come back to you. The Trinity is a description of a unique relationship of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Listen, if Jesus would have stayed on earth, his presence would have been limited. Because physically, Jesus can only be at one place at one time. Remember, he's in the flesh. He's, he's just like you and I. After he ascended back to heaven, now he would be spiritually present everywhere through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was sent so that God will be uh, with us and within, our, within his believers. Amen. It was to our benefit for him to go back. Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit was sent to comfort us, to guide us to know the truth. What, what's the truth? Uh, what, what's true? What's not true? The Holy Spirit's the one that tells you what's true and what's not. Come on. He gives us uh, the right words to say to one another. He reminds us of the words of Christ, amen, and then he fills you and I with power. If we are to be his witnesses, then we need some Pentecostal fire, church. We need some Holy Ghost fire. We need to be filled with the Spirit of God. Tell your neighbor, get filled. Come on, you got to get filled. Come on, just get filled. If you're running on empty, get filled. Come on, listen, don't, don't be, don't be, you know what, like, you know what, you just, don't be the person that just runs it on fumes. You know what, put some gas in, no, I'm all right, I'm all right. I don't know if you're one of those people, amen, hallelujah. It's all right, man, you're on E, don't worry, amen, I can go another 10 miles on this, amen. We're just pushing it, we're pushing it, amen. 
And most times you run out of gas, amen, and some odd places, hallelujah. Come on, I see people on the freeway, they say, well, you're right on E, huh? Hallelujah. No. Come on, come on. Come on, you see, you need to get a fill up? Fill up! Come on, you, you, sometimes the same thing with Christianity, man. We're just running on empty, amen. Uh, come on, we got just enough. Are you going to go Wednesday? Nah, I'm all right, amen. I'm going to go Sunday. Oh, I'll be there in a couple weeks, amen. We're running on empty, amen. Uh, and come on, and sometimes you guys just crawl back in, amen, all beaten up. Why? You didn't get filled. When you're feeling empty, get filled up. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, don't run out of gas. Don't run out of power. Don't run out of fire, amen. God, fill me up, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, this is the best kind of fill up. Hallelujah. Come on, I empty myself here, but guess what? I'm filling up tomorrow. Hallelujah. I'm going to fill up on Tuesday. I'll fill up on Wednesday. I don't care. I'm not going to hit E. I'm not even going halfway. I'm going to stay full all the way. Hallelujah. Because I know if I'm full, I'll be okay. That's when you start to press your luck. Oh, I don't have to read today. I don't have to pray today. Who told you that? You're listening to the devil. God says get filled every day. Crucify that flesh every day. Because we know that flesh wakes up, amen. Because it wakes up every morning. Oh, I don't want to get up. Come on. All you guys are that way. I'm the only happy guy, I guess, I guess. But man, there's people that don't like Monday morning. How many like Monday? Just be honest. Call me. Monday morning, go to sleep. Uh, waking up for work. Uh, I don't want to. Ask the kids if they want, they're excited about going to school tomorrow. Come on. Most of them are like, uh-uh. Come on. They're, come on. They're playing. They don't want to get up. Got to get filled, church. Come on. You see, a lot of Christians, a lot of believers today don't realize the inner power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, the power to handle things and burn away those, those selfish desires in us. If we try to fight in our own strength, in the battles that we face, the struggles that, that we face, the circumstances that we go through, the enemy will start to whoop on you. I'm telling you, you get whooped on. Come on, you think you're strong enough. You think you're bad enough. You're not bad enough. You're not strong enough. You need the Holy Spirit. Come on. We need to be filled, church. His power is available to help us through, church. Help us to, to complete this task of the harvest. Come on, we're not just getting saved to get saved. We're getting saved to reach others. That's what the gospel is all about, is to reach souls. Reach the sinner. Come on, yes, we, we, we come to church to, to grow and learn his word, but it's not to just keep it here and for ourselves. It's to take it to the world because sinners are dying. Families are dying without Christ, church. And we're here because we're thinking, well, I'm good. No, there has to be a concern if we're not concerned about the sinner out there. If we're not concerned about our coworkers. If we're not concerned about sharing Christ with somebody. This is what it's needed today is a, another element that's burning inside of us to say, man, I need to tell somebody about Jesus. I need to share this gospel with somebody. I, God, direct me. Show me someone that's hurting that I can be used by you to speak to someone. We need that church. Our text says God didn't say go and go do the work, but he told his disciples, you need to wait. You need to wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit. You need to wait for the power, amen. You need to wait for the Pentecostal fire. Come on, we can't just go out there, amen. We got to be filled and prayed up.
word up. We've got to have the Holy Spirit and everything within us, church. In other words, I'm not going to send you out. He was telling, I'm not going to send you out in your, in your own strength, amen, but I'm going to equip you. I'm going to empower you with the ability to do it. Church, spiritual accomplishments will never be done without His Spirit. Come on, that is why we need to wait. That's why they were asked to wait for in Jerusalem. That's why they were asked to stay in that upper room until the, they were clothed with power until the, the Pentecostal fire fell upon them. And when that Holy Spirit falls on you, when that Holy Spirit falls on me, church, not only will it empower us, but it will unite us together and with Him. Church, the message of Acts chapter 1, 8 is simple, that apart from the Holy Spirit, no one can preach the gospel with power. No one can truly cross over, church. With the Holy Spirit is when we make a difference, church. When we become the Pentecostal church that's needed today in this world, then we can be the witness to this world. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 says, And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever or persuasive speeches or, or words, I relied on the power of the Holy Spirit. And I did this so that they don't trust, not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Paul was speaking here. He goes, I'm not going to try to impress you with fancy words, amen. I'm not going to try to persuade you. I'm not going to try to talk you into it, amen. I'm going to plug into the power of the Holy Spirit and allow his fire to work in me and allow him to work through me. PCLV, we are Pentecostal. Paul's confidence was not in his intellect, in his knowledge Come on, but he acknowledged the Holy Spirit's power as his helper. Come on, he was the one guiding him. The great apostle Paul, and he knew a lot, amen. He was well educated. He says, man, I'm not going to use what I know. I'm going to just let the Holy Spirit use me and speak through me and use flow through me. Come on, church. Paul knew the word, amen. He studied the word. He was well versed in the word, but he still relied on the power of the Holy Spirit. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, then you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can't do anything. Listen, church, without the power of the Holy Spirit, the message of the gospel is only in man's wisdom. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 3, 5, that in the last days, how many know that we're in those days now? Amen. It says, but it says that the church will have a form of godliness. The form, the church will look like a church. It will, it will feel like a church. Amen. It will smell like a church, but, de, but denying its power, meaning that there's no Holy Spirit and there's no Pentecostal fire in that. And without the fire, church, there is no conviction. Come on, if there's no conviction, there's no repentance. And without repentance, church, there'll be no revival. Revival starts in repentance. It's when people get right with God. It's when fire falls. And it goes on to say, have nothing to do with such people. If a church is dead, you need to get out. If there's no Holy Ghost, there's no Spirit, they're not talking about the Holy Spirit, you need to get out. 
Because we need a church. We need to be a church filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. And what is saying here that the church in the last days will entertain rather than empower people. And listen, if there's no Holy Ghost power, there is no change. People will go to service and leave the same way. We here at PCLB welcome the Holy Spirit to every service. Because without him, it's just a show. We're not here to entertain, but we're here to proclaim his power, church. Come on. We are Pentecostal. This is our drive. This is our driver, church. We need to be like the New Testament church that saw the baptism of the Holy Spirit as something, not as the uh, as something as a norm in the service. Amen. That this is who we are. This this is norm. This is who we are. Come on, somebody. A normal experience of the um, empowering believers, uh, an empowerment to preach the gospel, an empowerment to cross over church. The same empowerment that uh, and the same fire that fell on Pentecost, Amen, wants to fall again. But the church must. Repent. We have to understand that without him, church, without the Holy Spirit, and anything we do, we won't make much of a difference in this world. We need the Pentecostal fire. Amen? Amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah.